Yes Boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringest bingers. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, a professional Hollywood videographer, Ori, with a story. And today we're working on something that's going to change the world as we know it, for better or for worse. That's my my Jeff Goldblum. I don't know if that worked out well enough. Oh, I thought you were going for the like the, the weird guy from that the Organ Bureau and and the Crimes of the Future. Oh weird. no no no! I, the, it's like the 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 opening line of the fly is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I'm working on something that will change the world as we know it. Um, Pittsburgh representative Jeff Goldblum, ambassador to the city. Him and Michael Keaton. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, he, forget. He, he's he's something all right. I uh, I really liked him. I really like him, and uh, we'll talk about him in a, in a little bit later. But before we do, what's going on? How are you doing? What's new? I'm doing good. Not the much. Any, not the much. Anything exciting in in Hollyworld? Hollyweird? Uh, we're a big project that I still can't talk about yet is making baby steps forward. It was supposed to shoot this past weekend, but uh pending budget approval and with uh, what i think is the everyone hesitating with the the state of the recession to see how much money they're willing to spend on some projects uh we're not officially so, in one yet by the way no 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 the the prospects of a looming one yes 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 uh is, is ever, got yes the ever the, so we're kind of i don't know i'm everything on my stuff and is done just waiting on a budget approvals but Maybe next week I'll uh, I'll have something more to share with you. But other than that, business as usual. Um, cool, cool. Um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I've done? I've, I've watched a couple of movies lately. And oh, uh, really? Which ones? Um, they were Crimes of the Future and The Fly from from David Cronenberg. And I was curious what your personal experiences with uh the berg as i like to call them we're, we're a couple Honestly, of boys from the from from the berg and we're talking about the berg and a, and a fan of the berg groanberg the groanberg himself but yeah honestly i don't know i didn't know that much other than it's a name you hear in when working in film or or, or when i was in college or whatever anything that had to do with kind of like uh, like practical horror effects kind of stuff. His name is in there with the because uh, of his style. Uh, never actually saw any of his movies though. Um, Joe would always just hear references, whether that be like the Rick and Morty has like a whole episode dedicated to Cronenberging things. And uh, but other than that, uh, Videodrome that I watched with you was the first thing I'd seen from him. Really? Yeah, we did that uh, online, like uh, like Discord movie watch thing. So I have personally seen several, but not all of them. Um, he's got a pretty extensive filmography. And I always associate, when I first got into watching movies, um, like uh, in a critical way, um, you, you hear a lot about the Davids. You got your David Finch, Fincher, I mean, David Lynch, and... David Cronenberg. And I mean, they don't, they all, I think, kind of speak to, um, you know, they're low, they're edgy, they're dark, 
but they're also very, very different from each other. Um, and they, and uh, I, so it's interesting that they get lumped together just because of their first name. Um, and that they make good movies and they happen to also be dark. Um, but I've seen several and I did put you on a video drone. I remember that. Um, since then I have all, I've seen scanners, the brood dead zone, which is on a, based on a Stephen King movie, uh, novel, um, dead ringers with Jeremy irons, which is fucking weird. And, uh, and uh, then I'm just all just the ones we've just seen today, The Fly and Crimes of the Future, which I've seen for the first time. I've oh I've seen Naked Lunch. I've seen Naked Lunch. I'm, I thought you saw Naked Lunch, but I think I might be thinking of my partner. Yeah, um, I, I've never even heard of Naked it. Naked Lunch is a is a weird fucking movie, uh, real weird. It stars the guy from uh, RoboCop, Peter Weller. Um, it's like the only movie I've seen with RoboCop in besides RoboCop. Um, but so yeah, I've seen Naked Lunch. So actually, I mean, I've seen like, you know, not almost 10, but not quite of his films. And a lot of them from his era of 79 through 91. Um, I've always wanted to see, uh, M Butterfly. I wanted to see Crash. Crash is infamous for being the movie about people that like to have sex in car crashes, uh, like during car accidents. Yeah. That's what that movie's about. Um, Existence is supposed to be like kind of matrixy and it has, uh, um, Jude Law has like this like flesh gun that he uses and shoots people with very obviously anything with flesh, anything, uh, is very Cronenberg. Uh, that is the one theme that, uh, is very much in most of his films is something to do with flesh or, or a mutilation or mutation or, you know, what have you. And we're going to, we're gonna the first both of these movies definitely definitely go into that body horror i think is the term that people most associate with this man i think if you google body horror films that this man will be at the top of the list uh of of who to watch and these both of these films are definitely exemplary um you know uh pictures so i think that's a good background um, I did, you know, I don't know if we want to dig into anything personally, but I, I think we could just go get into the film. Um, so, Crimes of the Future, starring Viggo Mortensen, Leia Sado, and Kristen Stewart. Um, it was, I uh, did Is go uh, compete at, uh, what's that? Is it Sado? I've been saying Sidow this entire time. No, you're thinking of Max von Sidow. It's Sado. Oh. Okay. Next oh, one side I was a different up. actor. Um, yeah, she was in uh, Saleya Sado as as a as uh, alumni of this podcast. She was in uh, what's it called, The French Dispatch. Uh, great movie, which was great. Um, and uh, Viggo Mortensen, I haven't seen anything for a little while actually, um, but I know that he's in other. Cronenberg movies, uh, particularly I know the history of violence is supposed to be good that he's in. Um, I know his name is so familiar, and I could not think of what movies he's in. Viggo uh, Mortensen, but he he's yeah, Aragorn, he pl- bro. He's, yeah, I was just about to say, he's isn't motherfucking he Aragorn, dude. All right, that's what I thought. I like could have, I didn't look it up, but I was just like, I know him from something. I can't pinpoint because he looks uh, yeah, he, it's, it's like in the movie. Yeah, 
Um, he's kind of, he's older, so he's grayer and he's a little thicker. Um, I knew who he was before Lord of the Rings, actually, because mom and dad were really into that movie, The Prophecy. Um, oh, I remember Chris, that. With Christopher Walken and Viggo Mortensen played Satan. And I have like yeah. scenes like burned in my brain because I was scared of them. And he was wow, like, oh, I forgot like, about those movies. Those was a whole series that they that Dad was into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the first one's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good like Christian sci horror sci fi thing, um, the Christian mythology. Uh, but yeah, Viggo Mortensen, a fantastic actor. I mean, all three great actors. Um, so they, it had me very interested in what this was going to be. As also, I am a huge fan. Of David Cronenberg, um, just to get that right out of the way, he's not in my top, but he is one of my favorites, especially with, um, it's like pulpy sci-fi, but it does make you think because uh, there's really interesting concepts, um, <clears throat> almost like uh, it's like a mixture of like Geiger and Philip K. Dick or something like that. Is very much the vibe of his films, um, the the more sci-fi ones, um, but well, I mean, guess let's talk in a general sense. How did you feel about Crimes of the Future? I feel I wasn't sure if we should start with this because um, for the for as an introduction for Cronenberg, it might not be. It, I don't. I think it is very poor. It it it. it, it um, I guess it's not. I just said it was a good example of of his work in terms of the themes because it is. But as far as like an entry point for someone that isn't familiar. I think it's not a good good place to start. If you are not familiar with Cronenberg, I would do these in reverse. I would start and watch with the fly. But if you are a veteran, this is what we are here for um, of this kind of stuff. So, Corey, what did you think about Crimes of the Future? I, I went in not really know. I go blind. I try as much as I can to go blind. So I, this was one that was truly blind. And first half... I'm I'm liking this. I'm loving the cinematography. I'm I'm having a great time with uh, like the concepts and the characters and everything. Uh, I love like the look and feel. And then uh, and then it uh, then it just kind of stays the same and nothing really happens. And I I kind of was let down. I I I've I I haven't been had a movie that I like roller coastered like this on. I'm like super on board, and then it's just not like it's it's where it would be like halfway up to being like, oh, this is awesome. And then it just stops there and then it just does nothing else. Uh, and and then it was disappointing. But like as it sat with me for another couple of days, like I, I did like it more and a little bit more and more as it sat. But uh, it's just kind of it kind of goes nowhere for me. And uh, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's all right. It's not bad. I don't think it's bad, but it's not it's not great. I think um, that this is this movie er, is could have been like a little bit shorter and been a Black Mirror episode or something. Yeah, or like a weird show Um, and just one episode in an anthology. But I don't Mm. think this like the longer the movie went on, the more ridiculous and more unbelievable the concept felt. Um, Mm. and, or like in, in practice it felt because I think the concepts are interesting and that's kind of what gets you through is just thinking about all this in a grander sense of what it means. So if we let, let's just rip the bandaid off. Um, uh, I I don't know if that's a joke or not, but, uh, Mm. the movie is very much, uh, it's like surgery is the new sex is the tagline. 
um, and that um, we're in a world where humans, I don't know if they're evolved or because of medical shit, that we don't feel pain um, to the level that we did. So people are more, and also for, I didn't catch this from the movie, but I read it in a review afterwards. Um, but that apparently also, um, that we are more resilient to, uh, bacteria and stuff like, uh, yeah, yeah, antiseptic, antiseptic organ or insides or whatever, so that we can just mm. open each other up and we don't have to risk infection. Um, so people are just like stabbing each other in the middle of the streets while they're making out and like cutting themselves and cutting each other and moaning. And, and, uh, that's very much the thing, the motif that kind of repeats over and over again. And everyone is extremely horny. Um, and, uh, and, uh, there's a lot of new, there's a lot of female nudity, which is something that we can talk about. Um, which is something I do want to bring up later. Um, but, that is like the major big concept. But then also there's other things where, you know, uh, Viggo Mortensen has a lot of health problems and he is like, he it, that's what I thought it started with, that he has a bunch of health problems and he uses this or this bio organic uh, technology bed and he sleeps in it. And it's supposed to like, you know, roll him around and like, you know, I don't, it's supposed to respond to his body and how he's feeling and his pain and, and help manage it. Um, he only feel, they only feel pain when they sleep, uh, is a line also in the beginning. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, and then we find out that he spontaneously grows organs, new organs, and they're, most of them are benign. They're benign. They don't harm him. Um, and he thinks they don't do anything, so they cut them out. And not only do they cut them out themselves, which is kind of the beginning, we find out that they are performance artists. And they perform live surgery um, in a artistic way um, as a you know some kind of statement um, live for people. And it's legal and everything. Um, but, uh, as things go on, it gets a little, it gets more and more underground though. The setting seems exactly the same. It apparently they tell us that it gets more and more illegal and underground for some reason yeah. um, the, to interject. This movie takes place in like five locations and that's it. Uh, five uh, rooms. I should say. <laughs> Yes, there's not a lot of sets. Um, the budget is small, but like if you you know the concepts are big, and and that is already you know I wouldn't let's say a recipe for failure or anything like that because great movies can still accomplish a lot with a little. But it's that this movie not only I, mean, I just it gave you the broad concept, but there is like three or four or five or six other layers to this movie narratively. Um, and they can't show you everything because they don't have the budget. And honestly, they don't have the runtime to, to properly address all these things. So not only that, I mean, I don't, this is getting, you know, getting out, I don't want to get too out of order, but, um, you know, they set all that up and that, and then they go, you know, that we find out that there is a new, uh, established, uh, you know, government, um, I don't know, uh, like a bureaucratic agency called you know they have to do with with regulating the registration of organs and um they talk about how it's this new thing and it's not actually on the books yet and it's it's cutting edge and they the only like they talk about like their main their most famous client is Vigo Mortensen because he cut but he cuts out his organs and everyone else just leaves them in and 
It's uh, or whatever. Then we find out that Vigo Mortensen is, or then there's this cop, this young cop who shows up, and he's got Vice. he's got like an accent, and he works for Vice, and that's all we know. And it's not really clear what he's there for, but he's questioning people all around the organ agency, whatever. And that's all you kind of really know. And I didn't really understand what he was. I was like, is the organ shit illegal? Or I thought this was legal. Like they work for the government, whatever. We It makes sense later. But at this point, no fucking clue. Then we find out that Viggo Mortensen himself is a cop and meets with the other cops secretly. And they talk about how you're our inside man in this organ world. And you're going to find out what's going on and tell us, you know, so we can deal with it or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then they slowly, we uncover that, you know, Oh, we've, I didn't mention the boy in the opening that eats plastic. So there are people that are artificially, you know, um, changing their organs so that they can digest plastic for whatever reason, because there's a lot of it. Um, did they really explain why? They said that our bodies are evolving to keep up with our technological world was the line used and uh but the, like, but, but, he, but it was but it's it's forced uh, because i guess there's a bunch of random throwaway lines about how pollution is super high and like like uh is it like to deal with pollution yeah it's to deal with like food scarcities and pollution and stuff like that and just like uh the, the overuse of plastics and everything yeah and well, like there's a whole ton the, I, I like it's definitely referring to like there's it's all in throwaway of, lines though. Well, like they, I saw a study the other day. Like the average person has like, um, whatever x amount of plastics, microplastics in their body yep. from eating and drinking. Um, yep, in our brain too. They they found out they can permeate your brain skin, the microplastics. Yeah, so I think it's something about that, and it's just like you know changing our body so that we can actually consume it rather than be poisoned mm-hmm. by it. Um, and, uh, whatever. That's another big, heavy concept that is looming throughout the film. I, mean, I feel like, I, I don't feel like that concept looming throughout the film until like the, the, the third act, the beginning well, of the third the act. Opening. It's just, it's the opening of the movie. And then we're like, yeah, but you know, it doesn't really come back to plastics as a thing until like halfway through. Yeah. Had. About halfway through. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But it's like there. And then once it comes together, just like, oh, okay, this is actually a big part of this, is this plastics thing. And then we find out that a boy, his dad artificially, you know, um, the, the dad artificially changed his body to eat plastic. So is, And then he had a kid, and the kid was naturally able to do it. Somehow, miracle, you don't, you can't, like, even Viggo Mortensen says, like, you can't evolve that fast. And he's like, it's yeah, a you can't. It's a miracle. Yeah, he was like, if you, if you cut your finger off, that doesn't mean your kid's gonna be born without that finger. Uh, was how was the analogy? Used. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's so it was. It's, it's like it's, it's there. there's no explanation for why this happened. They're, yeah, they're plastic eating Christ. And like, uh, yeah, basically, plastic eating Christ is what they're going for here. And uh, but he's dead already. He's already, the kid's dead because the mom, yeah. his mom murdered him. Um. It's just like a lot of like so. Those are all the concepts. I think I don't think I've missed too much, um, but it's just all all that, and everyone's constantly expositing. Like it's a scene where someone's in a room and they're expositing about this shit, like one of these things or a combination of these things. 
Um, and like the movie climax is them doing an autopsy on the boy. And like, and I mean, we can reveal that in a little bit. We don't have to reveal it right away, but, um, what that it's the only penis in the entire movie is a child. <laughs> no, yeah, well, that I'm gonna get to that. I thought that was odd. <laughs> yeah, that, we're gonna get to that because there's there's something that weird about that kind of, about that. Not the penis in particular, but the penis in conjunction with how much female nudity there is to no male nudity. Yeah. Um, and and like I think that's where. Uh, so I think we can talk about critiquing everything, things going on here. Is the concepts are interesting, sure. But there's a lot of like some of it feels hollow and doesn't feel like it goes either goes far enough or it is fully developed. Like it feels like some of these concepts are half baked vehicles to just have a pussy bed and and a sarcophagus autopsy thing and like yeah. these 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 um you know things that are drawn up in art department and the art direction shit and uh, they don't feel fully fleshed out and understood. And, um, and so everything with the sex, there's tons of female nudity, great, cool, whatever. And I don't, and like this is, but it isn't the eighties and nineties anymore. Like you, it's like, like gratuitous. It, has to have more purpose. it has to have more purpose. It feels gratuitous. And like, yeah, it's about sex, but like, you need to also show that sex is more than just naked, beautiful, naked women, attractive, naked women. Um, like th- we're beyond that. And and yeah, then I feel like more- the movie was also dancing around um, like progressive surgery in general, like mm-hmm. uh, pro- whether it's prosthetics or maybe um, uh, body modification in terms of how you look. Um, with the the art the art scene where the guy has his eyes and lips sewed shut with all the ears, mm-hmm. um, but also I think it, it very much they were dancing around it, but with gender as well, like in terms of. Um, you know, gender reassignment surgery or um, hormonal treatments and those kinds of things. Like, I think it was championing them as progressive and, um, you know, as the future, because like in the future, um, these kinds of things will be commonplace and like, uh, and, and normal and whatever, um, and normalized. Uh, but I feel like it doesn't, it's like, doesn't go far enough in that. Like it's, it's not I saying feel like that. It, it- I didn't think it went in at all, to be honest. Uh, there was like, a, couple, I, I, a few lines, and I don't know them per, in particular, um, but it was definitely like alluding to it a little bit. But it really mm. didn't like say anything, um, like uh, like far enough. It, it felt like ha- like one yeah. foot in and not really trying to uh, dive any deeper than that. Um, like mm. like it's like a vaguely political, but it's not really political at all. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's vaguely, it's social, but it's not really like, it doesn't speak too much other than like, oh, and like also plastic surgery is another part of it as well. Um, as people that, you know, want to change their, their bodies, the way that they look. Um, and like in this, it's like they're changing, like with the, the beautiful woman who's slicing her skin open. Um, I think I have the picture, there's a picture right here. Um, and she has a demonstration and they're like filleting, they're like flaying her. Uh, her face and she was very happy or whatever. And, uh, and she's like talking about how it makes her feel more beautiful or, or whatever. It makes her, um, she's more comfortable about her body. Uh, and she feels better about her body. 
um, to do this like mutilation stuff. But and like I don't know, I feel like sometimes there's there. I, I was gonna say it's messy. It's not only half baked, but if you are gonna like speak about the progressive stuff of it, um, and but also compare it to self mutilation, it's like mm-hmm. a messy line. Like it, the sir is the, like I don't even know is it sign trying to say that like this stuff is. Uh, like modern technology and surgery is uh, good or a good thing or or if it's a bad thing or if it's or if it's trying to say both like it's just a mixed bag like there are progressive and positive things but there's also um, like people are are harming themselves um, or mm-hmm. whatever but I don't know it seems messy and unclear I, is all yeah right. I could because I took it as which is I I think I I everything you're saying I I see. But I, my initial takeaway from it was just like people were, uh, uh, people will always just go towards pleasure regardless of what that is. And if that is, if you know, if that surgery and you know, self mutilation is the newest form of pleasure, then, then that's just where mankind's gonna go. Uh, and it just like this movie's just like the extreme portrayal of that, uh, I guess. But it's but, like people uh, get addicted to surgery today. Yeah. You know? Like people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just like it's trying to say like that's just gonna keep going. That's just gonna keep on going, and it's gonna become to a point where it is like sex. It is a pleasurable act. Um, yeah. It is. It's, it's like freeing, or it's there's something about it that makes someone feel good um, to do that. Um, which is which then makes it good. But it's just like uh, it, it, some of the portrayals and some of the um, and like it's shocking. And I guess that, like that's always been his thing. Like it does just because it's ugly or just because it's um, shocking doesn't mean that he's trying to say that it's bad. It's just like that's his style of presentation. Um, it's trying to like desensitize you to, to, to that, I think, is a part of it as well. Um, I don't know. Like the, like sometimes I think about it and it seems good but then there's some of it seems just a little messy and i don't think it's bad i don't think it's like cancel or anything like that like oh no no, no, no way no way and even with the new the female nudity and like mm-hmm. it's just some of that seemed dated like in terms of what you're trying to say about sex and and uh um and just like the comparison or in, like there is progress the progressive thing i was thinking about is vigo mortensen with the the stimusi the stussy the stomach pussy. <laughs> the stomach pussy. <laughs> where at one point he gets a zipper put in his stomach so that you can just easily access his organs at any time. And Leah Sado gives him cunnilingus, although the equivalent to cunnilingus, yeah, uh, to his, her, her his flesh hole. And I feel like that is the one that really made me think of, um, um, I don't know, like just like sexual things or gender things or, you know, just changing your body um, and, you know, because f- you feel more comfortable in it or f- changing your body for a sexual reason or changing your body mm-hmm. for pleasurable reason. Like there's a lot of layers here. And I think that, that that is what makes the movie interesting in concept. But as far as is this movie entertaining, that is where, <coughs> excuse me, that is where, um, I would say no. It is not shocking. This movie, like the the marketing for this movie, was like, oh, so many people walked out of the first screenings. This two people walked sh- out of our theater. The most shocking movie of twenty twenty two. But did they walk out because it was bad though, or did they walk out because it, it was was gross. in the first 
it was the first 20 minutes and like the we we're on like the second surgery scene and it's just this older couple walked that right out uh so i assumed it was just from the gra like the the graphicness of yeah it. no one walked out of mine it wasn't a lot of people in mine um more I than i thought shocked. honestly there was more people yeah. in mine than i thought mine um, was almost half filled surprisingly and i went late like i was i went this past week which was its last it just it's at it came out of theaters on thursday and i saw it i think on monday uh they only that's the thing i think when you only have one screening a day though everyone who's gonna see it throughout the day just ends up going at the same time yeah um that is true um but yeah i wasn't really shocked really by it um it was like some there were some things that were harder to watch if you if you don't you know Mm -hmm. if you're hard time seeing people with needles or cuts um, Riss would have been awful watching this movie. She has a hard time watching people get cut. Um, so this is there's a yeah. lot of that. Um, but really, it's not really that crazy. It's it, it's not really that like it's sexy, but it's not really that graphic in a sexual sense even either. Yeah, um, if you can handle those like surgery shows where they have like the contains graphic. This is that isn't even surgery, as bad. This is like, not even as bad as that. Yeah, I'd say it's in that. If you can handle that, then this is. This is fine. And that's real. Um, that's fucking real. Yeah, because you can tell what's like the organs are CGI on it too. Like there is a lot of practical effects, which I appreciate in this. There's yeah. more practical effects than I thought there was going to be. But like the main big surgery things are, are all CGI. And it's, you can tell. And like, yeah, hey, it's a little gross. Like Kylie hid behind her popcorn for, for a, lot, a lot of like the extremely graphic stuff. But uh, the only one that really like had me go, oh, was, was the stomach eat out part. That one I, I, I even like kind of looked away. Yeah, the stussy scene. I, uh, I, I looked away for a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's not like it's, I honestly, based on like that tagline, like the tagline and Kylie saying that she read people walked out, I was expecting something more in the vein of like hostile or the later saws of just kind of gratuitous horror. Well, yeah, uh, but then, yeah, that's just but, like, there's a difference between torture porn and like, yeah, yeah. I was expecting more of that horror stuff, you know? Yeah. And like that, but this was, yeah, that's I was just, say, this is not bad. Yeah, well, um, but I, I, I don't know. I so as the movie started, I just like saw it. I was like, they just like how many? I didn't like the movie. Just let's just get that right, get that out. I don't think I was clear yet. Um, the beginning. Uh, once they just introduced the fifth or sixth concept, I was, um, like this is just. I knew there was too much to handle for this film. There's too many concepts. There's too many things. It's uh. Uh, you can't properly flesh all this shit out. The whole undercover cop thing was half baked, half baked. Oh my god, I know. It's like it's set in a throwaway line, but it it like still somehow affects the plot. But it, at the same time, it doesn't really. Nothing really like if you're if because Vigo Mortensen is our main person that we're following, but nothing in his realm really changes other than him learning he might be evolving. It gives him a to reason to to want to meet the to meet the mom and like he interviews some people he does like yeah. there's like, a little bit of detective work but like and it's kind of it's like trying to go for a little bit of noir uh it's definitely trying to go for some noir yeah but, but it, it doesn't just, it really go work more in on that though it would be so much cooler but this is what, what it, I, there's just not enough but, space there's too many that's it, what i mean there's too many things you can't yeah just, do that and be horny and be like have all these surgery scenes and have all these sex scenes and have him fucking groaning in a chair. Uh. Yeah, I think that, and this is the first time on the podcast I think I've said this, and this is one of the few times I think this about a movie, but this movie would have benefited from scaling up, I think. Uh, 
just a little bit. But I don't enough think I that wanted to watch this more... movie longer. I don't think I wanted not to lo- No, I don't mean I don't mean scaled up as in length. I mean like production value, like I money. Just enough give time. it a little bit of a give it a little bit of a world outside of five rooms to help really sell like the, the script uh, is my real problem. Bigger concept. I think the um, script is bad. Just straight bad. I think the script is bad. I think the story is bad. Um, I think like, and like, I know I'm just being like broad and I, I, we can go deeper if we need to, but like, I think this, the script is the true problem. Um, because there's, it's too big for this movie. It's too, it, cause saying. not even, but not even in a budget sense. I'm not, I'm beyond budget. Um, like money doesn't fix everything. And I don't think money would fix this movie because the problem is that there are too many concepts for even the runtime to contain because you have to exposit a trillion trillion things every scene is more exposition and more exposition and more telling and telling and yeah you could show more with more money but the time is still the biggest constraint and this movie is not that long thank god it is only what's an hour and 45 hour 40. Uh, 40. 40 um but uh like i'm and i'm sure budget would help but I think the problem lies in the script. It feels convoluted. It feels like there are is just way too much going on, but also nothing somehow nothing going on at the same time. Because like that's the with the budget, I agree that the visually there's not a lot going on other than the surgery scenes. Um, yeah, and just all these, of money went to that. And the uh, and like the creepy, you know, it's creepy and there's a vibe, but it's kind of empty and it just ends up being a lot of people talking. And telling you, oh, this is about this, and then it, it becomes so much information that it can't even remember it all, um, and I'm, it's how it makes it hard to keep everything straight. And then you know, like, and then I just so then you end up throwing things away, like, oh, he, he's a cop, because then they introduce the cop thing about what a halfway or like uh, maybe a Not third, uh, and then at the end it kind of goes away and it comes back at the end. And you're like, oh, fucking yeah, he's a cop. It didn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and then he like he leaves the force or what? I'm not working for you anymore. I think I'm a plastic man now. Uh, um, yeah. Well, we can talk yeah. about the the final twist, but yeah. I sorry, I've been going for, ranting for a little while. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say it was when I say like scale up that uh, with with budget and everything, it doesn't mean just make this same script with more money. I mean like scale up the concept, like the whole. Like from the beginning, if you were like, all right, you're gonna have ten more million dollars than you thought to make this movie, like to make a movie, yeah, flesh it out. Like here's some things to to make it feel bigger, like because it's just, it's just it's it's too small, it's too boring, like not just boring, but it's it's like it's you're not given enough information. It's all exposition, but at the same time, you're not given enough to really fucking understand why all of these things are trying to all happen at once like themes wise. And I feel like if you get it out of these small boxes and you give it a little bit of scale and you give it a little bit of showing a lot more, I should say showing than telling uh, you really could drive home, have an easier time driving home the concepts. And I, I was thinking earlier where you were talking about, I wonder how much uh, the, about like you, you're talking about dancing around certain things. We're having a, like only being like a, a foot in the door on things. And I wonder how much of that is intentional as like, in maybe like an older man, not trying to, cause he's like in his eighties trying to not like deal with the topical things and just, I'm just going to play it safe and make this, and we're not going to go like too you, far in any direction. Cuttable, like you just like, didn't need all that. You just don't need all that. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it seems indulgent, but also like 
didn't go far enough. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. It's so weird how I can feel that way, but it it feels like I'm I'm like being hypocritical or whatever, contradicting myself. But it it really that's how I feel about the movie is it's like not enough, but too much at the same time because it's a small movie, but it's got big ideas, and uh, I think the the script um ju- is my thing f- uh for some reason yeah you'd have to rework the entire script to be more um. I don't, yeah, just you, you have to restructure the movie and change, uh, take out certain mm-hmm. fucking things, and, or you can expand upon other things. I don't know. I had it something in my head, but it's just frustrating because I do, I don't even know if I see a good movie in here. I just think I see good ideas. I, I think that, it, I think that is different. Like it, we watch movies and I'm like, oh, there's a good idea in here. It just it needs to be like chiseled away. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this, I think, has some good ideas but is uh, kind of a mess. Yeah, I think that the, like, I love, I kind of like, I love the setting for the most part. I like the, the, the concept of like, we've evolved to not really feel pain or infections. And like, I love the, like that the surgery thing and, and re- people are growing organs or whatever. But then it just like, when you get to that third act, it's just, everything just falls flat. It, uh, it, it doesn't matter. None of it matters because in the end, the only, uh, uh, Everything went. Everything returned to as it was before the movie started, uh, and it just kind of feels pointless. And it's done in such an anticlimactic way too, like when they're drilling the people's, uh, the dudes, the dad in the end of the movie or whatever. It just feels like it's just all right. It's just happening, but it's, it's not just a big like deal. wrapping. It's just like uh, you know, taking care of loose. Yeah, ends. we're. Yeah, it's like a non-ending ending. I felt like, or like, it's like it's the just... end. The true ending was when we found out the twist about. The... Yeah, but I was still just kind of like because I felt the same way. I was already over. That was the thing. I was, I was already over the ending. I was like, oh wow, this is really deflating, and uh, and like kind of like whatever. I don't don't really care. It kind of it's kind of a we end where we begin kind of thing, and yeah. uh, which is lame in this movie. And then we get the twist, and well, let's say what it is. So he's been, you know, Viggo Mortensen has been having a hard time eating, and he has this special chair that tries to help him eat, and so he can get down enough to live. And they've been like planting things throughout the movie, like, oh, these organs you're growing, you probably need them. They're probably for something. Blah blah blah. Stop cutting them out. So then he stops cutting them out. Whatever. And then uh, in the end, the towards the end, the dad's like, hey, I think you're a plastic eater. You should try it. But the thing is, if he tries it and he's not a plastic eater, he'll die because um, it kills all regular humans. If you eat their, they have like chocolate bars that are purple um, that are actually yeah, plastic thanks. bars. And in the end, he eats one and he, he starts crying because it, it's so good and it's so tasty and he's so happy. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. And that's how the movie ends. It's him crying. Tears but of joy. Yeah. So it's like we, he, humankind is actually evolving into that, but it just took fucking this. I don't understand. I don't even understand how it would happen. Cause the sun thing I kind of get are at your organs and now genetically. You were able to pass those replaced organs down onto your kid naturally. Sure, I, I don't. I I'll, think that I there's will... no science in that. But yeah, there's no in science a, in, that, a fan, that... in a fantasy sense, like Jesus miracle. Yeah, because the miracle thing made was a Jesus thing, and I'm like, okay, yeah, Jesus, sure. 
but Vigo, that doesn't. It just doesn't feel fucking. It felt forced. It felt like, all right, we need an M Night Shyamalan on twist. Here it is. And, just, uh, you're rejecting your evolution and the whole time that was you were rejecting your future. Yeah, is that maybe that's that, the crime, the true crime of, of the future? Of the future. Yeah, I don't know. Not even the crime of the future was the the organs we made along the way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Was ignoring the organs we made along the way. uh, I think I I don't know. This is one of the movies that I think is just like my love for ASMR got me through the first half because there's like minimal score. Yeah, it's very somber talking. Yeah, it reminded me of Lynch. The way the sound the sound. Yeah, that's a big thing of what I like about everything about Lynch, other than Eraserhead, is. Mm -hmm. This, that's the his, yeah, his sound design, where it's no like very little score. It's either ambient, uh, synths or just like whooshing. Yeah, um, or it was called like diegetic sound, where it's like the natural sounds of the world, which I like. Like when some, or all you hearing is just like the spoon touching the teacup or yeah. setting down or whatever. Like that got me through the first half of this movie, I think. Uh, with the along with the cinematography, there's a lot of really good cinematography. They, I give credit to to the DP for yeah, making a lot part, out of a little yeah. with uh, with locations and such and and everything. You know, it's a, it's like Dune where it's just nothing but concrete walls everywhere. But uh, the, but yeah, then it's just the second half. It just doesn't pick up, and it needed to pick up in some way to have more tension of some kind. And it just never feels like it has true tension. I never feel like anyone's at risk. No one's at risk of being arrested or being killed or anything nothing feels like whatever and then when they just like the doctor i I, what i didn't understand why the fuck did those girls kill the doctor that put the zipper in vigo uh oh no no i do know why it's because and this was also fucking kind of it was just like dropped in there as a if you get it i think where it's like the the doctor who gave vigo his his zipper in his stomach is also like eating in one of those fucking weird chairs because he can't eat well without it and he gets drilled in the head too and killed uh, and I'm like, oh, so okay, so he. It must be anyone who can't eat normally is using these yeah. chairs to help eat. Oh, well, I think no, he. Eat. I think he was trying to. He he was digging into to the plastic eaters, and the girls I think were working for the government to kill anyone who was related to the plastic eaters. Yeah, I knew the girls were working for the for the government, but it's the. But like, they were trying the, to wipe out the plastic eaters, like yeah, like, genocide I just, them. So that it was that doctor, the doctor putting organs in plastic eaters. Then like I think the, he the, uh, maybe he knew something about it. He was connected. I can't remember. I, I'd have to rewatch the scene yeah, where they I, talk because you know, there was shit he said in that scene that he knew more. He revealed shit to Vigo Mortensen about like what was going on underneath, and then they killed yeah. Him. Uh, this is something like that. I don't. It, it, I don't remember the exact Floppy. shit he said, but it uh, it, didn't, it didn't bother me. Um. That's yeah, the only other main thing I wanted to bring up is Kristen Stewart had a, a cool performance. She was like this nerdy, horny girl, like like uptight office worker girl, and that was. But she loved going to the se- sex shows. And like she it was like very much like the I'm repressed and nerdy, but I'm but I'm actually secretly a freak um, thing. I did not. It care for her performance, but only, but after it's only because of this. After watching, well, it's very Spencer character last actor. Year, it's very character actor performance, and that's why I like. Like it. I, I think she, like I think she fit perfect for this. But after seeing the three Twilight movies last year and Spencer, I'm convinced she plays the same 
person in every movie. I she don't think she the- plays this. Her performance is nothing like her Twilight performance. Everything she- is just getting in super close, pulling the hair behind the ear, and going <laughs> while she talks. I, I just can't take her but seriously. Like her delivery of her lines is not completely different. I, like that's why I didn't understand why you're saying that because she, it's her it's performance same. is she does, different. How she does her like awkwardness or whatever is like the same thing. The way like she, it's like, uh, I, it just feels like she's doing the same thing, especially off of Spencer because Spencer's the whole movie is that because it's her. Just, but I'm like, talking about having, like the way she's saying her lines. You're, I mean, like her body language. Yeah, I get that. I solely see that. No, even how she uh, like says the lines and stuff like when she does her like shaky when she gets up close or whatever. So it's the same. But she's it's like, like talking the, really fast yeah. and like this is character definitely is not the same as Bella Swan. Bella Swan talks well, super you, slow. And... You need to no. You need to see Spencer though. Was, I'm is for that part. Spencer is just her mile a minute the whole movie. But she's British. And just, well, that, obviously, but it's it's in how she performs the stuff. Just because it's with a different accent. I mean, mean yeah, yeah. I see. I'm not doubting that there's similarities, but it, like I feel like there's definite differences in the performances as well. Like you're like you're. I think like you're focusing on the similarities, and maybe I'm focusing on the differences. But um, yeah, but uh, I, I just I, had a hard like, time. It just felt like it was the same for me, so I just didn't care. It, like yeah, it was fine. It works for this movie. I thought, it, but it wasn't anything like special. It's just like me, nothing. Like it's just like yeah, Bella Swan is nothing like this, other than being awkward. The her. <laughs> Thing that Bella does the same thing. She does the same. I don't thing even know time. what that means. Like I don't know what that means. Like right, after the podcast, I'll 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 give you. Some well, examples. like no, I know what you're talking about with Twilight, but like, she just she was like uh, awkward and and horny is definitely what she was in this movie, and it's similar for sure. But it's just like her character's defining thing was like her also like the way she's like she's talking really fast and she's really nerdy and really like she's like really knowledgeable like inside information so she's like i don't know like there's an archetype that she was kind of channeling for me especially like i could see it in like noir movies that have that kind of a character um so yeah i don't i don't know i i know what you're saying but i don't think it's that bad I think it works for this either way. I think they, she wasn't bad in the movie. Um, I think she's like the best thing in, in it, in my opinion, personally. I think her and Vigo uh, are. Vigo, no, Vigo and Leia are are good uh, are good actors for sure. Like, and their performances are good. I just like they're they're, they're very chill and they speak slow and they're so cool. They're so cool artists. Um, oh man, the fucking black cloak. We didn't even talk about. Um, yeah, and just cool. like, uh, like the, this, I don't know. Um, like I didn't hate the performances or anything, but it's the characters. I don't know if I liked, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that will be maybe the final thing we wrap this up, this up with, but well, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? And just, I just thought of the black cloak thing, the whole movie Vigo Mortensen walks around like one of the fucking guys in the background of the Mortal Kombat two level with the cloaks, uh, the entire movie. Which is just I don't, I don't understand the point of it. He was wearing a mask half the time. If no one's getting infections, why is he coughing and masking? Or if he's just trying to like hide his identity, he looks like a, no. He looks like the merchant from fucking Resident Evil Four. That's what he looks like. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what he looks like. Um, and I don't get it. What the point of the outfit? Well, was. like he wears no a mask is- everywhere because he's sick. You know, he's like his health is is fragile. 
Um, and he's like wears a big cloak to like because his body's like could be you know he's changing his shape all the time because all these organs coming in and out of him and I I got what they were going for it was like supposed to be like a modern a future modern version of a big trench coat um uh and then like a hood and a mask instead and and like the mask I think is remind me of co- the pandemic because people wearing masks and like uh and that kind of stuff um. But yeah, it was goofy, but it, I I didn't mind it. I got I got what he was going for. I was into for. it by the end of it. I, I got what he was going for. It was like yeah. that thing. Um, but uh, but all right, there was a quick thing I wanted to I want to wrap this up with is um I don't know people that have wa- listened to this podcast, people that know my my tastes versus your tastes and or even our tastes in general, um, that they know that I do usually gravitate towards weird, abstract um stuff um whether it's gross or whether it's you know it, it's like thought provoking or whether it's it doesn't you know maybe it doesn't even mean anything but it's just cool um i like all that kind of stuff i can like a boring movie if it says a lot with a little um or if it's or you know doesn't say anything in, in a practical narrative sense um i really liked you know um what's it called we've we watched i don't even, i can't think of any off the top of my head that we've seen recently oh a fucking stalker or something like that like i like that kind of stuff um but i think there is a point when weird or abstract weird or avant-garde art gets like up its ass <laughs> i don't know how to say it any other way pretentious is probably the act the click the, the critical word for it um but uh i think it gets pretentious or it gets um it starts to get convoluted it starts to get uh it starts to miss its own point it starts to um become less minimal because it's doing so much um and it makes it like uh corny or it makes it trite it makes it boring it just doesn't it isn't executed on a uh, it doesn't feel like the, the ideas are executed well um, though, like, and then I think that there are people that don't truly know the difference, uh, and they just like weird stuff. And just because something is weird and gross and whatever that they're like, this is, then this is good. I don't understand it, but a rubber stamp on it. It must be good. And I think like maybe even in a time you might've thought that of me, that, like, oh, it's weird. He's just going to obviously like it, but like, no, like it has to have weird value. Um, and I don't know if that, I'm sure you understand that now, but it's just like, as no, time yeah, has, has gone on, the it's, this podcast, it's one of the purposes is understanding those kinds of things, like the good in the normal stuff that is done incredibly well, like Spielberg and the good in the, in the weird and the minimal and the abstract or the stuff that challenges you as an audience or as a viewer. Um, and I think that's what this movie does falls short of that for me. It's not terrible. I don't even know if it's bad, bad, but um, I think that this is not a great movie, and it's definitely one of the weakest. It's probably the worst Cronenberg movie that I've ever seen, um, and uh, and it's close. Like uh, Dead Zone, and and uh, is not that great, but I think it's just uh, it's less weird, so it's it's more um, digestible. Um, but yeah, well, having that. When you were talking, I was uh, you said something that made me think, I wonder what would happen if you restructured this as like a disjointed film rather than a narrative or like or like a, a Tarantino, a, a, a normal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You just have these like more wild 
things going around and then it leaves you to piece it together uh and then have not that twist but a better one or something i don't know there's i'm i'm uh, this guy's a legend and i'm just some dude on a computer but oh yeah uh, of course we always say that is always true but I will say that coming off this movie, this is my final note. I feel like David Cronenberg just made the ultimate porn for himself before he died. Yeah, but that's probably it. Um, this is everything he's wanted to jerk off to, he got it and make it. In- um, and and like I think he's re- is referring to his own, like his old decay. Like Viggo Mortensen is a little bit of a proxy, maybe for him because it's like yeah. he's referring to his like de- old decaying body, and I'm I'm not so good at the old sex, and I'm not so good at the old sex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I there was something I was gonna say, but I forgot. So we just I can just wrap it up here. Um, yeah, Cronenberg is a legend. Um, but I think there is a point when you know people, even the greats, uh, age, and you know, not everything that they make, you know, uh, is gonna be as good as their imperial phase. Um. But that doesn't mean it's not doesn't have value or it's not worth watching or whatever either. And I I'm glad I saw this, but also it is my least favorite of his stuff. So are we ready to score crimes of the future? Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Uh, two and a half. All right. So I've wavered. I've wavered between two and two and a half this whole time, and I I had to tell myself I had to give it. The Atomic Blonde Test. Did I, <laughs> did I like this movie? Because I feel like that's become my barometer of like, a, if you're if you're wor- like if you're lower than Atomic Blonde, blonde you're not a good movie. If you're higher than Atomic Blonde, you're a, a solid movie. Uh, I don't know what that says about Atomic Blonde, but that is uh, it's in my fi- It's a fine movie. It's a, it's okay. It's not great. It's not bad. But it's just a, it's a it's a it's a movie. It's a, it's. Okay. I don't even know if it's not. I I would say it's not good. It's not bad. Um, and I would say that this is below that. So I'm gonna give this a two. Wow. I think at the end of the day. Nice. So I also I... I think we need to make clear that critically this is reviewed well. I saw a 79 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All the people I follow, I gave it threes and fours. Um, so uh, on Letterboxd. So I think I'm I mean, actually we're in the minority here. We are in the minority here. I I can see why people like it. I and I myself I find a lot of redeeming things about it, but I just don't. The whole second half just destroys itself. I uh, I just don't give a shit because like afterwards there's nothing there's nothing worth it. It it, it there's even with the revelation that Vigo's plastic eater, it's you're still in the exact same spot you were in the beginning of the film but now you just know that those things exist and uh i don't know it just kind of it, but it's fine it's fine all right man this was a good movie to talk about we actually talked about it for a while um so uh so yeah let's move on uh to a classic of mr cronenberg's some might say his like um some might say it is his best film or it is his most known film, maybe his most mainstream film. Um, but it's The Fly. 1986 is The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Gina Davis being, you know, she's in like so many big movies in this era, in the 80s and 90s. Um, like uh, Jeff Goldblum in the 90s really broke out. Yeah, and this is a breakout film for him, uh, for sure. Um, it's a 
as a hunk, as a nerdy hunk. Um, because it's pre Jurassic Park. Um, so yeah, this is uh, also I think this movie is a remake of an older film mm-hmm. called The Fly. I think it's from um, like fifty eight. I think yeah, nineteen fifty eight. Um, and uh, so you you can see the bones of it in there, but it works really well. Um, like it's a simple concept, simple enough, but it, it, it still works for today. The teleport and like uh, the teleportation trope has been used so many times. I feel like in things mm-hmm. like, Oh, you went in a teleporter with another, with a bug and you fused, you know, like you went in a teleporter with another creature and you fused. Um, like I've definitely seen that in, in many things. Um, but mm-hmm. what, so where do we begin with the fly? It is much. So this is an example of a a movie with heady concepts, sci-fi concepts, though it still works in a pulp sci-fi level, small level. Um, and it it it's not too much, but it's still fucking big. So the body horror, you know, is gross and whatnot. Um, but it, it, I think that's why this movie is considered a, a sci-fi horror classic. Um. Because it's just it just works it just works. Um, what did you think about the fly? Uh, I thought this was a blast. I I know this isn't like a fun movie necessarily, but that's when Kylie asked me what I thought of it. I described it as that. It's like it's, it's fun. fun. It is pretty fun compared to uh, especially compared to the other movie. But uh, <laughs> well, Jeff Goldblum's just got so much charm and just he's uh, it's 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 what I was saying to you at uh, at uh, the graduation party yesterday was like. I you don't realize how many like Jeff Goldblum like quotable and like things come from this. Uh like the whole South Park episode where Jeff Goldblum is talking to aliens or whatever like that pulls way more from like it, this and Independence Day than I oh, this than I thought. Yeah. Uh and and stuff like that where uh like even the the opening line of the movie and you hear people say all the time and uh it's it's it was just so cool seeing that. And then also this is like the youngest movie I've seen Jeff Goldblum in. I think he's like 34 in this uh and just looks great uh but it's it's cool i i my big thing about this that i i go back and forth on whether i like it or not is like when you get into the aisle of like kind of horror ish you either have the nightmare on elm street which will light things a little darker or you have like this style which is like videodrome where you everything's still well lit and you can see everything there's no hiding anything for horror it's just all in your face like when the inside out baboon, it's just bright white light. You see how it all looks or whatever. I kind of like even... I, I like that as a change up. Everyone, you know, like not every horror yeah, movie yeah. has to be really dark. Um, and like this, like the horror in this is what you see. Like they want you to see yeah. all the special effects. Um, that will work cutting edge. Not maybe mm-hmm. not the ma- some of the makeup, but like the final fly monster and stuff is mm-hmm. pretty cutting edge for the time. Um, some of the special effects. Yeah, it looks great. A lot of the stuff held up. Um but it uh yeah, it just it it all works uh, well with this movie, but it adds to that more fun like uh I I know this is I don't know what, how you're going to feel about this, but it, it has like that like goosebump book cover, like the cover of the paperbacks, but like if it was a movie. It is uh, like a, it like is Oh, and that's what Goosebumps is essentially children's versions of pulp horror novels. Yeah. Um, and this is very much a, got a pulp horror, uh, vibe. Apparently they made a couple sequels to this. Um, I saw that there was a second one cause Jeff Goldblum has a cameo in it. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, the story's really good. The, I do have some, some issues, 
but for the most part, it's you know really easy watch. Um, you kind of know where the beats are going, but it doesn't matter because it's super interesting to kind of see how it all unfolds. And you're in like just just the fact of watching him, you know, transform over the course of the movie is really really interesting. Um, and then just and and I don't know, it really works. And then like this the sci-fi aspect, like oh, is he gonna try to figure this out? Is he gonna be able to, like, you know, stop this from happening? And he like that was the thing I was gonna say is it you know what the ending is like, he's just going to eventually yep. turn into a man fly and turn into a monster. And, but he's kind of accepted that. And he's just like here for the ride. Like I'm gonna, you know, see how I'm going to transform and like accepts it. And then like three, four cities like, Oh, well I could try to fuse with a, another person, um, a pure per, uh, blooded person. And then maybe that'll, give me some of my humanity back. And then the very end, he does like try to do it with Gina Davis, but Mm -hmm. like, it's like a, it's, it's like a last minute kind of thing. And it's really just like, he's accepted the transformation and kind of documenting the transformation, um, which I thought was interesting structure narrative in terms of narrative. Yeah. I, I like the, the lightheartedness that it, that it had in those moments too. Like when he has, uh, he's like oh we got the whole museum of brundle in my medicine cabinet uh like something that he still had like a sense of humor we still him yeah yeah uh which i did like and that added that to more fun like like uh like like a carnival freak show vibe if that makes sense the 80s that's something that's the thing with 80s movies is like all of them are are, like fun for the most there's like a lot of not all of them there's a lot of like 80s movies with a serious concept that have like this goofy fun vibe about it, whether it's the music yeah. or whether it's the, like, like there's some almost old, like camp. slap. Yeah. A little bit of camp. Um, this doesn't go full, full in. I think it's just Jeff Goldblum's performance. Uh, it works well. Um, it's mm. just like, I think of him smiling with the bump, like he's got his like bumpy, his bumpy face and Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we are. And he's like smiling and talking. He's like kind of excited and re- kind of into it and interested. Um. Yeah, I love. I think he's perfect for this. And with the makeup, how you're, it was done so well with each stage, you can still see like all of his expressions. It wasn't like, uh, like too like when you have makeup too too much on, where all you're really getting is a mouth move. Planet of the Apes versus this was like full like facial articulation, which was nice. Um, it just works. Yeah, it works. It's super cool. I love the way this movie shot too. Um. For being, uh, you know, older movies, I'm one of those people that is regretfully like I kind of when I just see an old movie and it looks old, I just kind of don't care, don't want to see it. But uh, I'm getting better at that. Yeah, you got to let that go. Every good. It's it's just like music. Every good. Every decade has good movies. Yeah. And this is good. I think this fits, uh, especially for like the aesthetic that and everything that they go for with uh, we'll just keep calling it the funness. Works it works really well. It works really well in this. In this, I feel like there's not so much to talk about because one, like a lot of people are familiar with the premise, um, and it's a pretty simple premise, um, and just like kind of watch it happen. Um, but it's it's executed well. It's simple. It's and it, it's executed well, and that's why this movie is a classic. 
Um, and it is a remake, but uh, like this, there's a reason why people watch this one, um, because mm-hmm. of the great special effects and like the body horror is fucking freaky. And just thinking about like her, oh, Gina Davis getting pregnant and the whole abortion thing is kind of wild yeah. to think about with uh, yeah. things going on today. Um, it's uh, it's wild. The one thing yeah, I Brandy's- wanted, I did have a couple things that I had issues with is this is a product of being the eighties, but man, like they, the movie spends a lot of time telling you that Gina Davis has an ex boyfriend, husband, whatever. I think just boyfriend who is also her boss, who is a huge piece of shit, like sexist steals her credit, steals her work, does things, you know, without her, you know, he, she asks him to do something. He does the opposite, you know, that kind of yeah. shit shows up in her house, having a shower after they're not together. Um, like he, he refuses to give her back a key. Like, honestly, this guy is straight up piece of shit to modern mm-hmm. standards as far as treating women. Um, but he still is Prince charming in the end comes to save the day, like brings a shotgun and, and to kill the fly. And you th- I think he's, I was like, Oh yeah, he's obviously going to get killed. As the acid is pouring all over him, I'm like, oh, yeah. he's dead because uh, he's an asshole. And she, Gina Davis is going to pick up the gun and blow off Jeff Goldblum's head. And that's going to be the end of the movie. But actually what happens is Gina Davis is about to do it. She's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, you know, she's about to get killed or thrown in the teleporter or whatever. And then... Uh, and then the asshole X picks up the gun, shoots the te- a cord on the teleporter. Somehow, really good shot uh, for mm-hmm. having one hand and uh, a double barrel shotgun. A double barrel shotgun, yeah, that doesn't that isn't accurate. Doesn't really work that way. And uh, yeah, was a slug or was it a buckshot or uh, a birdshot? I mean, <laughs> and like we don't really see what happens with them or anything. Like it's not like they're like, oh, we're back together now. It just kind of ends after that. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of felt weird about that. Like how much the movie yeah. dedicated to the piece of shit boyfriend and him really, I mean, I mean, he did lose his hand and a foot. It's just, well, yeah. I was going to say, I, I, he got that stuff like burned off with acid, which I guess is his comeuppance. But yeah, I don't think that, uh, like if she, if, if this were to continue and she ended up with that guy afterwards, I no, that's, that's terrible. That's a bad message. That's a bad, bad. message. Especially um, there is that throwaway line that was like, "Oh, he was my professor when I was my senior year in college, and that's when we started dating." And it's like that whole thing too, because that makes him just sound like a predator going for students. Yeah, like, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, pos through and through. But uh, yeah, I, there's no. I don't even like the character, like the the guys that like the actor or whatever. He just, I mean, he sells being a piece of shit really well. Uh, God, all this saying piece of shit keeps reminding me of the I think you should leave sketch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To yeah. be a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I can relate to that sketch a lot. Um, uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have any gripes with the movie though. Um, that yeah, that's weird uh, at the end. But other than that, uh, I mean, it's like be it's pretty much where I would want all the beats to hit for a movie like this. Um, yeah, that's not groundbreaking at the time. It probably it was for effects, I'm imagining. But, uh, you know, watching it, what is this? Almost 40 years later. God damn. Almost 40 years later, it, uh, it still holds up. Like cinema is still cinema and, uh, you can only do it so many ways. 
crazy. It's crazy that this is 40 years later, nearly. Yeah, right. And I'm it's only three years before I was born. I'm 32, so it's not quite four. It can't be 40 years old. Uh, no, no, no. But almost, it's 86. Almost, so yeah, it's just wild. It's wild. Getting old, boys. Getting old. Um, yeah, this guy, John Getz, is the, the guy who plays a boyfriend is uh, in a bunch of shows and things. Apparently, he's in The Fly, too, also. Oh, jeez. So, they brought him uh, back. One, one, do you think they gave him pros- pros- prosthetics? Or, prosthetics. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't say it. Yeah, well, it, it just says, like, father, like son. So maybe Gina Davis has the fly baby. Oh, yeah. I read the, the, the thing. She has the fly baby, and the kid is uh he's five years old but he looks like a grown-ass man because he's aging as quickly as a fly does uh and that's all i really read but apparently jeff goldblum is like has a cameo in it and eric stoltz uh, is the eric stoltz plays the um, five-year-old boy the boy the grown boy yeah uh i didn't look into it in that i just read what the synopsis was but oh oh, it must have been they actually this actually was a big they actually tried to make it a big sequel i thought it was just like a directed movie thing that's what i figured no it's real there's real actors in oh wow it's 38 uh, million dollar budget jesus christ i was trying to figure out what the or the budget for this is 9 to 15 yeah, the, the budget fly. for Fly Two was thirty eight point nine million dollars. Oh no, no, wow. I'm sorry, I mean, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's a box office. No. Okay, uh, uh, all right. I don't know what the Jesus budget is. Right. I don't know what the budget is. Uh, well, the Fly One made sixty million in the box office, so I, I get why you'd want to go hard on the on the sequel. It got quadrupled. No, no, it was direct. It, it says it was. No, it was in the box office. Yeah, it was in the box office. Twenty nine percent. Oh. But all right, all right. Let's wrap this up. This ended. We went too far, too hard on crimes of the future, so we've got to wrap it up. Um, actually, we haven't really been talking about the fly that long. So, is there anything really, anything else you want to touch on with the fly, other than that it's good? Uh, I'm trying to think of any anything to say because it's a quick movie. It's only an hour and thirty five. It's even shorter than Crimes of the Future, and it. Uh... It, it's just so, like, no, it's it simple, but it's doesn't expensive. waste any time. Yeah, it, like the, the there's like the goofy scene with uh like the the um the arm wrestling, and then he takes that like '80s girl back. To have oh sex. yeah, that was funny. The uh or like how he's he just bangs for hours after he fuses with the fly. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, and he can has to can be consuming sugar constantly and just nonstop moving and banging. And doing gymnastics in his house, or his warehouse, I should say, his lab. What are what would you give the fly? Um, honestly, I think I'd give it a four for what it is and what it when it came and what it did. It's a it's a solid movie. I, also I don't really have any. Gave it a four. I feel it's deserved. It's you know it's nothing like it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun and worth seeing for if especially if you're anyone's like getting into older 80s horror and you want something different than like Nightmare on Elm Street and like that kind of campy horror. Hellraiser. Uh, yeah, or like the... Well, Hellraiser 1, great. The subsequent sequels. Ugh. But... Yeah. Watch it. It's fun. It's a great time. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week's Best Boys. I appreciate y'all for sticking around with us, listening. 
Uh, you can follow us on all the things, Twitter and Facebook and all that, Best Boys, um, Best Boys Film Pod. Uh, you can follow me at, at Slob Thomas, and you can follow him at Story with Story. With a K. With a K. Um, and, yeah, that's going to do it. Um, I know we had something in mind for next time, but I've already forgot. Did we? I think we did. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. In theaters, or was it? I, like I don't know. Really... We'll have to talk about it out, uh, outside. Yeah. Um, we'll figure it out, but we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, we will post it. We'll try to get it posted on the things, uh, what we're going to be doing for those that watch along. Uh, but other than that, we will see y'all next time. Thanks for joining us, and goodbye. Peace.